It's the Jeremiah Show. Welcome to the show. Some sad news today. Uh, part of our Fleetwood Mac family, Christine McVie, uh, as you as you know, is a singer, the keyboardist, and the songwriter, and a cornerstone, a, a, a pillar. I've heard her described as of Fleetwood Mac. She sadly passed away a couple hours ago. She was 79. Her family put a post out on Facebook and said that she died peacefully alongside her family following a short illness. They also said we would like everyone to keep Christine in their hearts and remember the life of an incredible human being. A revered musician who was loved universally. Born Christine Perfect, McVie grew up learning piano. And after college, she played piano in the band Chicken Shack. These were label mates to Fleetwood Mac. She started playing sessions with Fleetwood Mac for their second album, Mr. Wonderful, but did not join the band until after founding guitarist Peter Green had left. At this point, McVie had married guitarist John McVie, this is a relationship that would become extremely influential to the band. McVie took breaks from performing with Fleetwood Mac throughout the 1990s before eventually retiring in 1998. She did not perform again until 2013. Uh, and I happened to be a part of this era in a small way as we opened the restaurant in Maui with Mick Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Um, and the tour started right after we opened. Everyone was so excited. When she took the stage with the Mick Fleetwood Blues Band and later Fleetwood Mac in 2013, uh, a Fleetwood Mac tour followed the year after. And McVie has been an official member of the band ever since. There are no words to describe our sadness at the passing of Christine McVie, the band said in a statement a few hours ago. 
She was truly one of a kind, special and talented beyond measure. She was the best musician anyone could have in their band and the best friend anyone could have in their life. We were very lucky to have her in our life and a life with her. Statement from the band. And uh, I just wanted to say to the Fleetwood Mac family that I know and, and talk to uh, from Larry Vigon and his wife to, to Mick and all the rest, Lynn Peterson over in Maui, uh, my condolences and my thoughts are with you. And uh, it's a sad day. But uh, her music will live on, and I thank her for the gift of her music so much. David, how do you become, I think this, this will tell me more about you than anything um, that you could tell me in your, your, your younger days. How do you become close to an icon like Brian Wilson? Um, so when I was in college, um, I went to George Washington um, during the height of the anti-war movement, late 60s, early 70s. And there was a lot of craziness going on, a lot of anger. I used to sort of joke, we were getting tear gassed whether we wanted to or not. Mm. Um, I, I remember waking up one morning and, and pulling the shades of my dorm room, which faced Pennsylvania Avenue, just five blocks from the White House. And the 81st Airborne Division was getting out of armored vehicles to surround the campus the day of a demonstration. So I, I was a, a journalist. I was going to be a sports writer. That was, that was my goal. And in journalism class, we, we read the biography of Edward R. Murrow. And Edward R. Murrow, I learned, could change the course of a story by telling a story about it. And when I read about Brian Wilson, and, and became obsessed with his story and became obsessed with the myth of this legendary album that had been left un incompleted called Smile. I, my roommate and I, we talked about this endlessly and he said, well, go do something about it. And, and I came up with this notion that, okay, I'm gonna move to California, write a book about the Beach Boys, become Brian's friend and help him finish Smile. That's how, insane a notion I had when I was 19 years old, um, I, I kind of became obsessed in the fall of 1971. I moved to, to, to Santa Monica. Four years later in the fall of 75, I wasn't in LA. Eight, 36 hours before I bumped into Dennis Wilson on the streets of Santa Monica wow. and went up to him. And I was never shy. And I said, hi, Dennis. My name is David Leaf. I just moved to California to write a book about your brother, Brian. And he laughed and he said, good luck. <laughs> um, how, do I, how do you write a book? There's a long series of circumstances that led to the book contract. Um, but, but it was because I was writing the book that I got to know Brian. Mm. Because in interviewing his best friends, or talking to them and telling them about the story I was I was writing, they felt I should get to know him. Not interview him, but just get to know him. What so, was the story so, you were writing? What was your, David, what were you setting out to do? I, I, I wanted to grab the world by the collar and say, you got to pay attention to this Brian Wilson guy. He's really important as an artist. That was the, that was the story I wanted to tell. And I wanted to tell the story in such a way 
that his life would be better. That's how naive I was. Hmm. I really, I really thought that by telling this story, things would change. Can I pause you there for a second, just so I don't sure. lose this this spot? You wanted to grab the world by the collar and tell them how important this man was, Brian Wilson, and his art and his music. How, what was he? How had he grabbed your attention? And, and made you feel he was so important and that so much so you move to California, you seek out his friends and you've got to tell his story. What, what, what did he do for you that made you feel this way? In the 1960s, I was just a Beach Boys fan. The, the Beatles were my musical gods. So I bought a few Beach Boys singles and, and they, they were just another group that I, that I really liked, but I had no connection. In, in, in 1971, a writer named Tom Nolan did a massive cover story on Rolling, on Rolling Stone magazine telling what became basically the thesis of my book. It, it was about Smile. It was, it was talking about this new album called Surf's Up, uh, which featured the song Surf's Up, which was the centerpiece of this Smile album that had never come out. Um, and it talked about the abuse that Brian had suffered as a child. It, it talked about how he had retreated from the music business, that he had retreated into his room was the myth, was he didn't come out of his room. And it was like, none of it made any sense. Mm -hmm. to, 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 you know, as a sports writer, you go to a game, you watch the game, there's a winner and a loser, and you, you write it up. This story had, was so complicated. But when I heard the song Surf's Up, um, I said to myself, this is as good as the myth says it is. Mm. And selfishly, it's like, I want to hear more of this smile music. More, maybe as important, the song just before Surf's Up on the album called Till I Die was the saddest song I ever heard. It was a song written by Brian Wilson, Words and Music sung by Brian and the Beach Boys. And it was, the, it was the song of a man who had given up on life. It inspired me to go to my college newspaper and say, I've been writing sports stories. I want to write about music. So the first thing I ever wrote about music was a review of this album. Mm. And, and, that, and so my obsession began. That's, that's such a fascinating story. Um, in a way, David, do you think, I was drawing comparisons as you were, you were uh, remembering this time and how this affected you and, and Brian, you know, in his room and, you know, that's, that's known, you know, well known, pretty well known, but um, that depression, that, that change, um, and you look at some of the artists right now where it's more, it's more talked about the mental health thing and uh, in the sports world, you know, in the Olympics mm -hmm. yeah. recently, um, the, you know, Selena Gomez with, you know, her documentary, you know, um, it, it's feels like, was he way, maybe this wasn't so documented back then. And this is, um, what he was going through uh, artistically, mentally, for the in the public eye, that so caught you your attention uh, that you 
went down this journey to write, you know, the book on Brian Wilson. Um, um, the classic. Yeah, I, 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 be, I became not just obsessed with the story, but it felt like, like it was a mission, like it was a calling that I had to. I had heard the song in my room, and, and that had appealed to me. There was, there was a melancholy to it. I love California Girls and Good Vibrations as well. But when I read about the abuse he had suffered as a child, and I read about, um, you know, everybody talking about what had happened to Brian. He took too many drugs. It was too much pressure. He was competing with the Beatles. It was like uh, it, there were all these puzzle pieces that I wanted to make sense of, and um, and I and I I did to a certain degree. Uh, the the ultimate truth is Brian's story is told perfectly in his music. If you listen to it, the music he made with the Beach Boys and the music he made on his own, you can hear the story of Brian Wilson. Yeah. What I've written, and I think I've written more words about him than pretty much anybody else alive. If you want, to, if you want insight into his artistry, if you want to know how he did what he did, if you want to know what the obstacles were, if you, if you want to hear about some of the landmines he stepped on, uh, if you want to hear about his redemption and how he escaped from nine years of imprisonment by this weird doctor. If you want to hear how he met the, the, the woman who gave him what he called emotional security and allowed him to, to have an artistic rebirth. If you, you know, it's, it's all in this book as, 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 as well as I can tell it. Mm, yeah, it, 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 you tell it well. And we're going to, again, the music, if you're just joining us, my special guest, very special guest today, David Leaf. Um, the music that we're about to play going to commercial right now uh, and throughout this show really almost as the soundtrack to the book and the story that we're talking about today on the show. Uh, David, we're, we're going to hear God only knows. And uh, when I, we're going to come back with when I grow up to be a man, um, you talked a little bit about God only knows. And by the way, that's, to me, that's one of the, uh, you're, I'm, like you, I like their music and the upbeat stuff, but God Only Knows is one, to me, is one of the saddest songs ever. For me, I just feel it every time I hear it. And um, Well, you're, you're right there with Paul McCartney. He says every, he, when he listens to it, he cries. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he wrote a beautiful little piece to open the book, and and I interviewed him back in 1990 for a half hour, just talking about the Pet Sounds album and God Only Knows, and he thinks it's the greatest song ever written. It's a love song. Why does he think that? Does he, did he explain? He, he can't, he said he can't explain yeah, it. It's he hard to, he, just, I can't explain it either, why it, why it makes me sad. But, but, but a love song where the first line is, I may not always love you. So honest. It's right off, right off the bat, it's like, whoa, where is this song taking us? It, is that's also something that's thought a lot but never not said out loud right <laughs> and the first time in music it's like it's a very uh, if you've been in a relationship you know you know it it says it sums it up in a few words better than anything could okay we're gonna go to break real quickly here and we're gonna come right back with david leaf don't go anywhere we're talking about david's book uh which you can get 
copies on Amazon right now. I'm going to put out the link in the podcast and on the social media because there's a special Amazon link and it's a little garbled and coded. So I'll put the link uh, directly in those social media posts. The book is God Only Knows, the story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, and the California myth. We'll be right back. Brian Wilson once said, I've never written one note or word of music simply because I think it will make money. The music Brian Wilson composed, arranged, produced, and sang with the Beach Boys and on his own will touch our souls forever. This holiday season, share Brian Wilson's heartfelt story with your loved ones. Give God Only Knows the story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, and the California myth to the music lover in your life, to your father, to your brother, to your husband, to your wife, your son, your daughter, or just a dear friend who loves music. For anybody who wants to read a story of redemption, or a story of personal triumph, a story of artistic renaissance, and celebrate the miracle of what Brian has accomplished in the past 35 years. This is the book for anyone who cares about music history. It's the story of the power of music as told through this spiritual adventure of Brian Wilson. My publisher tells me the only place to order the book right now is at this link on Amazon. It's sold out everywhere else. So get your copy today. Mr. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on The Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant's shows. Tell your smart speaker to play The Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel, I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. 
same things that turned me on as a kid Will I look back and say that I wish I hadn't done what I did Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. We've got a very special guest on the show today sharing his stories, his personal stories, uh, his writing, uh, music that he loves from Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Um, It's just a really, really great conversation so far. Welcome back, David. I just want to give out real quickly at the top here, go to Leaf production probably leafprod.com l-e-a-f-p-r-o-d.com and on facebook you can find david at david.leaf.712 really just uh, just enter my name on facebook yeah that will work too but that's your handle uh, whether you know it or not (laughs) didn't know (laughs) it i took the handle this is so important in telling about who you are as a person um big stars like this rare, you rarely get close to them you because so many people want a piece of them and they don't know who to trust anymore so i think this says so much is that you and a point that i just wanted to kind of underline and, and pause on for a second that you earned his trust eventually but go ahead go on i did thank you um a few months later the book was finished, but hadn't yet been printed. I was at my apartment with with a friend who had flown in from Colorado, who's a big Beach Boys collector. And we had gone out to, to dinner and for pizza, of course, and uh, come back. And we were just talking about the book and Brian and the Beach Boys. And there's a knock on my door at one o'clock in the morning. It's like, who is coming to my apartment at one o'clock in the morning? And I go to the door, and it's two local L.A. music scene people, Rodney Bingenheimer, the famous DJ from Rodney on the Rock. And with him is Harvey Kubernick, who at that point was the, the West Coast correspondent for Melody Maker magazine. And with them is Brian Wilson. And, and Harvey says to me, we didn't know where else to bring him, so we brought him here. And Brian comes in, and they leave. And it's like, what the heck just happened? Um, and he sits down and Brian says, do you have anything to eat? Because um, in Brian's life, I think, you know, music and food are kind of one and one A in terms of what he loves the most. Mm-hmm. Laughter is in there as well. Um, and I had a couple of leftover slices of pizza, which, which I heated up and he, he wolfed them down. And then he went to sleep on the couch. And my friend and I are looking at each other. It's like, what is going on? Why is this guy I've just spent five years obsessed about, a year working on this book, sit lying on my couch? How did this happen? Mm-hmm. And Brian woke up around 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. He said, can you give me a ride home? And I said, yeah. And we got in the car and we, we drove him home. And... What I realized, what I, what I came to understand, the, the deeper I got into his life and the story, 
was that Brian had guardian angels. I know that sounds like some crazy concept, but I mean it in the sense that there were people who he knew he could trust and he could show up at their house and they would take care of him. He could show up at Linda Ronstadt's apartment and, and say, Linda, I, I, I need a quarter to get this grape juice for this, this condition I have. Do you have some change? That he could go to his girlfriend's house and just crash there knowing that everything would be okay when he woke up in the morning. That he could go to his best friend Danny Hutton's house and be there. And these were places where people uh, would not be trying to leech on to because he had spent the 1960s with people trying to get a piece of Brian Wilson. Yeah. And and I, think- I became I became my I became one of those places where it was sanctuary. How, how what a neat story. What a what a beautiful story. Uh, did you. did I get the timing right that you you had just met him earlier that night? Before he came, no. Over? This was, it was. It was. I had met him months. I had. I had met him three times prior to oh, that. Okay. I had been to dinner with him a few months before uh, the okay. night he, he was dropped off at my apartment. Why was he dropped off at my apartment? I didn't find that out till I did this massive update for the new edition of the book. Um, this guy Harvey Kubernick was going over to Rodney's apartment because Rodney always had the latest um, uh, British import singles. <laughs> And Harvey parks and he sees somebody in the middle of Sunset Boulevard weaving in and out of traffic. And he runs out and he grabs the person, he pulls him to the sidewalk. And when he gets there, he realizes it's Brian. And he says, Brian, are you okay? And Brian says, I took too many reds. And he says, well, I'm just going over to Rodney's apartment. Uh, what do you, you want to come? Oh, yeah. Does he have any Phil Spector records to play? Mm. I mean, that was <laughs> that was the world of Brian Wilson. Yeah. That, you know, there were nights that Carl Wilson and Jerry Schilling were out on the streets looking for Brian. Um, it just it boggled my mind that this man who had made the entire world happy with his music that had made his family all millionaires, that he was just kind of abandoned. So sad. And, and but it, it, it was very, very disturbing to me. I, I like to think that you're one of his guardian angels, and you were, and his friends. And I like to think of it that way. Um, it is sad that of all the millions and millions, billions of people that he's influenced or that have heard him or smiled or felt better with his music for a few moments. Um, it, it, it's sad that he didn't have, um, or maybe he, th- that experience um, is scary at sometimes. I think when you, you don't know what people want you for, or like you for, but um, I'm glad that he had you and his friends. Thank you. And we've got to take, uh, David, a real quick break here. Um, I, I'm a little over, so we can't ex- talk about the songs th- on this side, but let's talk about it when we get back from the break. What we're going to take you to break with is Surf's Up, which, you know, as you said, is one of the most beautiful songs. And, and it's a story. Um, I just love listening to today, trying to figure out where do I I, there's nowhere to cut this for for a, a commercial radio show. Um, you just need to listen to the whole thing. And we're going to come back in with good vibrations. 
my special guest today is David Leaf and his book. I encourage you, if you're at home right now and you can go to your Amazon uh, off your phone or your computer, get David Leaf, God Only Knows, The Story of Brian Wilson, The Beach Boys, and The California Myth. Uh, we're telling the story right now with David about how he, this book became uh, a mission and a, and a life force and uh, brought him to California and eventually became one of uh, Brian Wilson's guardian angels and, and, and really great friends. Um, I also want to encourage you. The reason that David Leaf and I have met today is through our good friend, Ivor Davis, a mutual friend. And Ivor, uh, as you know, um, Ivor does a, a show at Ventura uh, Museum, uh, the Museum of Ventura County. It's on 100 East Main Street in Ventura. Ivor Davis does a show uh, and an interview, and we'll have David Leaf, my guest today, on his show, Ivor Davis, Up Close and Personal with David Leaf. Ivor, if, if you've ever seen an interview with Ivor, is one of the masters in his craft and uh was one of the was the only journalist invited on that famous uh northwestern northwest tour or northern tour uh with the beatles when they hit america uh ivor has interviewed everybody from tom cruise to muhammad ali to uh um manson and the list goes on Ivor Davis, up close and personal. It's on December 8th, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Go. Get, if you're in Ventura, you can get there. I, I encourage you guys to go uh, go see the show and the interview live, but you can also stream it. And um, very, very affordable. It's free for members. Non-members or in-person is $10. And non-members on Zoom. So global international listeners of this show check it out on zoom it's only five dollars and you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy yourself we'll be right back god only knows the story of brian wilson was originally published in 1978 as the beach boys and the californian myth and it was considered to be a groundbreaking study because it was the first full-length book on the band and the first to recognize brian wilson as one of the most significant and influential artists of the 20th century it covered every aspect of his life as it applied to his artistic journey, with most of the attention paid to the remarkable music. The book, I'm proud to say, became an instant classic, and Mojo Magazine recently called it legendary. It's an intimate look at Brian's roller coaster of a life and career. It's told through the eyes of the people who were there during Brian's most legendary productions, including Pet Sounds and Good Vibrations. It was revised and updated in 1985, but this new edition, God Only Knows, includes a chapter on Brian's first acclaimed solo album, his startling return to life performing, the landmark Pet Sound Store, the all-star tribute to Brian Wilson uh, at Radio City Music Hall, which I wrote and produced, and his triumphant and miraculous Brian Wilson Presents Smile world premiere in London. The book is truly filled with with surprising revelations, insight, and behind-the-scenes detail because it's my journey with Brian. It also features a new introduction from Paul McCartney, an essay from Barry Gibb, and a very special piece from the, the great, great songwriter Jimmy Webb. That's God Only Knows, the story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, and the California myth. 
Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio. Rocks. Hey there. I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we, we are a girl named Tom. Go to girlnametom.com to hear more of our music, buy merchandise, and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. And we're back with The Jeremiah Show. I love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair I hear the sound of a gentle mood On the wind that lifts her perfume through the air I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm backing up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm backing up good, good vibrations She's giving me Welcome back to The Jeremiah Show. My very special guest today is David Leaf, professor at UCLA. Uh, he's also Peabody and WGAW, Writers Guild of America West, award-winning writer. He's a director, he's a producer, and he's the creative visionary behind such critically acclaimed films and festival favorites as The Night James Brown Saved Boston and the U.S. versus John Lennon, the Grammy-nominated Beautiful Dreamer, Brian Wilson and the Story of Smile, and of course, the Bee Gees. This is where I came in. I want to give you, I want you to go to YouTube um, right now and check out the film. There's a, uh, there's a great film on YouTube called Beautiful Dreamer, Brian Wilson and the Story of Smile, um, you want a Grammy for this, right, David? A Grammy nomination. Grammy nomination. You, it, it's a, it's great. It's on YouTube. Um, check it out. I'll put the link again on all the socials here. 
Did your relationship with Brian lead to other musicians opening up to you and inviting you into their inner circle? Absolutely. Um, the, the, the company that, that packaged the, 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 the first edition of, of the Beach Boys and the California Myth got the rights to do um, the Bee Gees authorized biography, and they were looking for somebody to write it. They sent um, my book in galley form to, to RSO Records, which was the Bee Gees label. And a man there, there named Jay Levy read it and said, that's the guy who's going to write the Bee Gees book. And I've had a relationship with uh, the Bee Gees and, and especially Barry Gibbs now for, for 44 years, worked on a number of projects with them. Um, the book um, got me hired on a lot of television shows. It, it, my first Writers Guild uh, television assignment was on the Beach Boys 25th anniversary special. Because it was like the producer is like, well, let's have somebody write this show or at least co-write the show who knows something about their history. <laughs> so it, 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 I, I liken my career essentially to a, a long line of dominoes. Remember how when we were kids, you would set up dominoes mm -hmm. and you would knock them over. The book is the first domino. And mostly, almost everything comes from that. Your calling was, was right your gut, your, you followed your calling. How much value, David, do you put on this honor that these iconic musicians, artists, surrounded by fans and, and people that want a piece of them, how much honor do you put on that? Do you think about that, that and the value of that, um, that closeness, that the connection that you get, that you have had with these artists? A lot of it is surreal. I mean, just, I, I worked on a number of occasions with Sir George Martin, the Beatles producer, the man who signed them to, 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 to Parlophone Records, that, that he trusted me enough to talk both on and off the record about the Beatles and Brian. Um, in one interview, he said, Sergeant Pepper was our attempt to equal pet sounds. That's how highly he valued, and the Beatles valued Pet Sounds. It, when I produced an all-star tribute to, to Brian Wilson at, at Radio City Music Hall with the late, great producer Phil Ramone and my pal Chip Racklin, George Martin flew from London. Not, he wasn't going to perform. He was going to present. And in his, in his speech, he said, if I have to select one living genius of popular music, I would choose Brian Wilson. Mm. Wow. So. You know, it's, I get goosebumps just thinking about, you know, the fact that, that these people trust me enough to let me tell their story to, to work. I'm just finishing a documentary on the legendary Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. Dion, and I did an interview with Paul Simon for that, and Bruce Springsteen for that, and Steve Van Zandt for that. Wow. So, it's it's... It's an honor, it, it, isn't it's, it? It's an honor. It's an honor, and I don't take any of it lightly. Um, I'm very careful uh, with with how I use the words I'm told and how I present present it to the world. And I learned all of that from a television special I worked on before I wrote the book on Brian Wilson. I worked on a show called Sinatra and Friends, starring, of course, Frank Sinatra. And I was just I was what they called a gopher, a production assistant. That meant I went for, go for coffee, go for lunch. But just being around the environment of these iconic figures and seeing how 
it was all handled, how it was all done. I remember standing outside Mr. Sinatra's dressing room at one point, standing next to him was Dean Martin and Johnny Carson. Um, I wasn't saying anything. I was with the producer for that moment when the producer said, hey, kid, we got to go do something. We go take care of it. So I learned how to respect what these great artists did and how to present what they did uh, to the people who wanted to see them or read about them. My very special guest today is David Leaf. David Leaf is the author of the classic God Only Knows, the story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys and the California myth. And you can pick up your copy. I'm going to give you an Amazon link on all my socials and on the podcast uh, post here. We're going to come right back. We're going to take you to break. Uh, This is our last break of the show. We're going to break with In My Room, and we're going to come back with Till I Die. Um, I'm sure David will have a lot to tell us about why he chose these two songs. Um, And we'll be right back. Four years ago, I established the Brian Wilson Scholarship for composing, arranging, and producing popular music at the UCLA Herb Albert School of Music. This year, to raise money for the scholarship fund, I created the God Only Knows VIP Experience, a numbered and limited edition of the book signed by me, the author. It's almost sold out, but there's still time to reserve a limited edition Christmas present for the Brian Wilson Beach Boys fan or music lover in your life. Share in the joyous celebration of so many magical moments. God only knows the real story behind Brian's redemption and musical renaissance. If you want to be part of the God Only Knows VIP experience, raising money for the scholarship fund at UCLA, go to leafprod.com and click on the VIP experience. Thank you. Brian thanks you. And UCLA thanks you. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Ann H. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hucks from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Dreho. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, your love, home. Oh. 
need help with your restaurant or hospitality business, see how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen. Hey, this is Jeff Stump Baxter. Please um, open your heart. I just want you to know. Reach out to a veteran. We all need to let them know, number one, that they're loved and respected. Veterans give up. Men and women who serve. And you're listening to the Jeremiah Show in our hearts at all times. Sometimes they need help. There are a number of organizations that are dedicated to helping our veterans. Organizations like Angel Force, like Justice for Vets, Guitars for Vets. Uh, Please reach out if you can. Open your heart and reach out and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. And number one, that you won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. I'm a cork on the ocean. Back to the Jeremiah Show. My special guest today, David Leaf. David is so accomplished. Uh, if you've been with us during the interview, I've I've given out his resume, and he's so much more than that. Not only that, he's just a great uh, a great human being here. I really have enjoyed my time with him. Tell that story because I I knew Jonathan Winters as a sir. I used to be a server at the Enterprise Fish Company, and there's these big windows, and he would come up and mime that he was cleaning our windows. And then he'd come in for lunch after like 20 minutes of just cracking up the whole... Everybody would move to the window and watch him pretend to wash the window. <laughs> the squeegee. Tell your story. I'm not going to... I'll take a job of the window story I, any day. The, the, the answer to your question is I love their work. And I think they they feel that. And, and I don't want anything from them other than for me to have the opportunity to present them in the, in the, in the most positive and their story in the most positive way so that people who don't know them will go wow i should look into this person's work i think that may, may be the simplest thing um i was doing a bunch of shows in, in the 90s and the early 2000s for pbs my partner and i and they wanted we wanted to do one on jonathan winters these were these were kind of retrospective shows where we would gather clips from their best work. And Jonathan at that point was retired. He, he didn't have an agent, but I found out that his son, who's a contractor in the Santa Barbara area, was um, um, was basically handling any requests. And so I couldn't 
contractors, I guess, don't like their number listed because they don't want people to know how to find them. <laughs> so, so I got Jonathan Winter's home number, and I figured I'll call his house, ask his wife for the son's number, and then I'll call the son. So I call the house, and, and hello, weird voice. I said, uh, may I speak with Mrs. Winters? I say who's calling. Uh, my name is uh, David Leaf. I'm a, a television producer in Los Angeles. And he goes, oh, hi, this is Jonathan. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jonathan. We were on the show. We were on the phone for an hour. <laughs> um, the, 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 there's something about me that I guess works well with crazy people. And we'll call, <laughs> we'll say artists slash crazy. <laughs> anyway, well, the, the, ne the next day I'm coming up to Santa Barbara with my partner to meet with him. And I say to him on the phone, hey, jokingly, hey, is there anything, you know, I can bring you from Los Angeles because I know you live in the boondocks in Montecito. <laughs> and, and he says, yeah, we don't have good bagels up here. Could you bring me some bagels? I know exactly, I said, I know exactly where to get you the bagels. We get out of the car at his house the next morning, and he, and he comes out, he hears the car, and he goes, are those the bagels? <laughs> I mean, it's just, we were, we were, in, we were in touch. But the, the, the part of the story that I think really answers your questions, we go into a room with he and his son, and he says, what, he, Jonathan Winter says, what kind of a show do you have in mind? And I said to him, what kind of a show would you like to do? And he took a deep sigh and he sat back and he said, nobody's ever asked me that question before. Which I found to be terribly sad that this, this iconic genius yeah. of comedy who had been in the business for 40 years, everybody was always saying, here's what we think you should do, John. And he said, well, here's what I want to do. He said, I'd like to go into the stores in the, in the Montecito Shopping Center and, do, and with different characters. Would you like to follow me around as I do that? And it was like, yeah, we'd love to do that. And, and that became the, the heart of the show. So th there was, there's something in me that, that connects with creative people because I love them, mm -hmm. genuinely love them in their work and want to show them in their best light. And they can feel that. I think so. Yeah. Thank you for that story. That was great. Um, okay. I've, I'm a, we got to say goodbye, but unfortunately for now, but not forever. And uh, we have, I have one question. I want to go back to the book just to finish it on this. Your novel was originally published in 1978 as The Beach Boys and the California Myth. Why have you republished the book uh, with a new title? Well, and the new Brian title, I'll, let me, I'm sorry to interrupt you. God Only Knows, the story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, and the California Myth. Um, the original book was, was called The Beach Boys and the California Myth. And the first sentence of the book was, this is the story of Brian Wilson. So that created a little bit of confusion among readers. So I wanted it to be clear that Brian Wilson was, was primary. I chose God Only Knows, as I mentioned before, because... As a, as a song, it's magnificent, and as a answer to a lot of questions, it's 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 the right word. Why did I why did I update the book at this point in time? I did it. Um, I was talking to Brian's wife last year, and I said, you know, Brian's going to be eighty next year. Wow! 
I, I, there's nothing I can give him, but how, wh- what about an updated edition of the book for his 80th birthday? It was my 70th birthday this year. This year is the 60th anniversary of the Beach Boys signing with Capitol Records. Um, and, you know, memory fades in time. And I thought, I better tell this story while I can still remember it. And um, with COVID, there wasn't a lot of going out into the world. So it was a good time to sit home and write. And um, kind of everything came together and, and, and led to this new edition. The thing about when I write about Brian that is inexplicable, um, I can't wait to get up in the morning and start. I don't want to go to bed at night and stop. I just love telling his story. I love this man. I love the, the gift of music he's given to all of us. And he has had such a complicated life um, that most of it's hidden behind his eyes. The best telling of it is in his music, and, and my book is the next best telling. It's, it's, his, mm. it's, a, it's an insight into him that I don't think you can get anywhere else. Okay. Beautiful. Um, you, so you still have that calling all these years later. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And, and, and right, just finishing editing the book, I got a call from the guy who was designing his, his tour book for, for 2022. He says, hey, David, could you write an, do you have time to write an essay for the tour book? And it's like, okay, yes, I do. Yes. There's and, your reason I, I to get up tomorrow. <laughs> Since I finished the book, I wrote an essay about the spiritual nature of Brian Wilson's music. It just inspires me like nothing else. David Leaf, that, this is such a great conversation. Thank you for joining us. Uh, don't forget to mark your calendar for December 8th, the next time you can see uh, David Leaf with Ivor Davis up close and personal at the Museum of Ventura County, 630 to 8, um, free for members. It's online uh, for all the listeners around the world of The Jeremiah Show. Please check this out. Um, you can go to, uh, I'll, I'll give you out their website again on my socials and on the podcast and um, non-members, $10, uh, non-member Zoom is $5. I mean, you're going to have a great evening and great time and get to know David a little bit more. He's got a lot of stories. Last song we're going out with is Love and Mercy, Brian Wilson. And I'm going to play this entire song for for uh, Brian um, without any cuts. I love the music. Do you want to take us out oh, before? Take us out and describe the song and why you chose it. Before you do, though, uh, I'd like to dedicate this episode to our friend Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac that sadly passed today. But, David, if you'd allow me to, um, you had a friend that you used to swing in the swing set with uh, and dream about coming to California. Would you... Mind if we dedicated, put her name out here and dedicated the show to her? Her, her, name, her name was Robin Kaplan. Robin, what was the last name? Robin Kaplan. Is that okay with the, you? The, the girl next door, yes. Okay, thank you. Tell us about the song and we'll say goodbye. Love and Mercy was the first single from Brian Wilson's first solo album. And he, when he talked to me about the song, it was clear, at least to me, that he was not just writing it for all of us who heard the song, because the last line is love and mercy to you and your friends tonight. But it really feels like he was singing it to himself. 
because when he wrote it, he was in the middle of this prison sentence with this weird psychologist. So love and mercy is what he needed at every moment of that time and really in, in his whole life. So love and mercy to Brian Wilson. Mm. Thank you, David. Thank you. Communicate, but listen more and evolve. I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm David Leith, the author of God Only Knows, the story of Brian Wilson, the Beach Boys, and the California myth here today on The Jeremiah Show. And I'm here because on December 8th, I'm going to be at the Museum of Ventura County talking to Ivor Davis about the book. I'll be signing books afterwards. So be there. Don't forget, you're listening to me on The Jeremiah Show. I was sitting in a crummy movie with my hands on my chin. Oh, the violence that occurred seemed like we never win. Love and mercy, that's what you need to and you are listening to the Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Hi, everybody. I'm Billy Vera, and I'm here to tell you about my memoir, 
My memoir is called Harlem to Hollywood, and it's available at Amazon and just about anywhere great books or even lousy books are sold. But mine's a good one, and I think you'll enjoy it. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, The Jeremiah Show. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.